Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. We're excited to bring back three more of Ron Brown's devotionals that he gives to his leadership team. This week, the message is called Constrained by the Word of God. Listen in. The definition of the word constrained means to compel, to drive by force or by permission, to require, to demand, to make something necessary as a result of consequence, to force someone to do something. Now, when we're talking about being constrained by the Word of God, um, what I want to encourage our hearts today is to recognize that there are circumstances that come into our lives as we're on the way to obeying the Word of God that have a very, very powerful impact on us. When our circumstances have a powerful impact on us, sometimes it can keep us from moving forward in what God is pulling us into the future with, with his word. Because God's word is prophetic. It's always about the future. It's about what God intends to do. Um, and there's a, a plan that he says, he said, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. And so God's word is always pulling us forward into the future, but circumstances sometimes can constrain us, if you will, yeah. to stand still. Um, circumstances dictate to us our attitude. They dictate to us our disposition and our stance towards life. And when circumstances are negative, when they're bad, we got a bad report from the doctor, there are different things that are going on. Those circumstances begin to dictate to us our attitude towards where we are, our journey of faith, um, just in general how we're, how we're moving forward or not moving forward in our lives. And so we need something, and God knew this, so he gave us the powerful word of, uh, of God to keep us moving forward because circumstances are very powerful. I know that sometimes there's a, a teaching that goes around that says, well, just ignore your circumstances and, and just, just quote the scripture. And that's like, well, yeah, but those circumstances really do have an impact on how we feel, uh, which is our, and, and affects our emotions and our attitude. And so it's not just speaking the word of God, but it's allowing the word of God to produce faith in us so that we can continue to believe God. Now, there's a few passages of scripture that I want to go over today that use this word constrain in a different way that I want to talk about. In Mark chapter 6, verse 45, um, this is right after the, the feeding of the, the 5,000 and, and the family. So it's a lot of people that Jesus had fed. It says in verse 45 of Mark chapter 6, it says, Straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, where he sent the while he sent the people away. Uh, this was after that great miracle of the feeding of the multitude. Jesus went up on the mountain to pray, and, and, and at night um, uh, he came walking to them on the water. Now, what Jesus did in constraining them was he compelled them, hey, look, you guys go to the other side. I'm going over here to pray. He sent the people away. They dispersed, um, and, and they, they obeyed. They went forward. There's another passage in Luke chapter 24, verse 29, on the road of Emmaus. Uh, Jesus was, was speaking, and, and these guys did not recognize who he was, and they were talking about what had happened with the crucifixion. Um, and, and Jesus was talking to them, and it says, but they constrained Jesus, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is, is far spent. 
and he went in to tarry with them. In other words, they compelled, and they said, Jesus, come on. They, they begged him to stay with them. And so there's, a, there's this compelling kind of attitude um, that we need to have when it comes to obeying the word of God. And when we have this compelling, compelling, constraining attitude, it keeps us from allowing our circumstances to dictate over us. In Acts chapter 18, verse five, it says, but when Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul was constrained by the word of God. Um, one translation says he was compelled by the spirit. But in the King James, it says that Paul was constrained by the word of God testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. When we have the word of God hidden in our heart, there is a, a constraining influence that keeps us moving forward in our faith so that we don't settle for anything less than the fullness of what God has for us. And I want to encourage us as as I think about this constraining force of God's word, that it really um, gives us something to hold on to that is solid, that is of substance, because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not yet seen. Amen. God is always working his purposes in the world through his people. Um, uh, even when you look at the life of Moses and Abraham and other faithful men and women in the scriptures, it was all about God's revealed purposes. Now, they had circumstances they had to deal with that came uh, in opposition to the constrained word that was sent to them. So circumstances that are negative won't go away because we've embraced the word of God. However, there is a power because God's word is powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword, and it really can divide between uh, the, you know, the, the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And so that's why the word of God in our lips, in our hearts, on our mind, meditating in it day and night is so important so that we will have the constraining influence of the Holy Spirit that compels us to continue to believe God, to continue to persevere and not focus on our circumstances. Because all of us know how powerful circumstances can be in our lives. But circumstances, we are to allow God's purpose to dictate to our circumstances, not our circumstances to dictate the purposes of God in our lives. Uh, when we live our, our faith um, and, and not allow our temporary circumstances to rule over us, then the will the, and the purpose of God will be fulfilled in, through, and for our lives. When we're constrained by the word of God, I want to read a couple of passages of scripture that we probably have all memorized, but I want you to think about them in a different context today, to think about them in the context of the power that is released through the promises of God that gives us the ability to rule over our circumstances. Because circumstances, they will come and go. You know, I think about Peter when he was walking on the water, he had received this word of God literally that constrained him or compelled him to step out of a boat and to walk on the water. But then there was the circumstance of some wind and some waves and some darkness uh, that he began to look at. And when he began to look at the circumstances, he allowed the circumstances to dictate the purpose for which he was moving in at that moment. And what happened? He began to sink. But as long as we continue to be constrained by God's word, we will be held up, we will be sustained, and we will have the ability to persevere in the midst of difficult and trying circumstances. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need 
according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Think about a circumstance when your funds are low. <laughs> Think about a circumstance when it seems like you're not going to be able to make it because you're looking at the bottom line, you're looking at the checkbook, you're looking at the financials, and it seems like there's not enough to get the work done. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. This is speaking of what God is doing now, what he intends to do for the future. And it, that word of God can compel or constrain us to, to, to hold on, to keep believing, to stand, and after having done all, to keep on standing. Another one, being confident, Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perform it or complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Maybe you've got a setback. There's been some news that you've received that, 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 that has shaken you today. And it seems like you're not going to be able to fulfill what God has spoken into your life. This word comes forth as a constraining power and a constraining force to say, hey, look, hold on. You're going to make it. Amen. Romans 8, 37 to 39 says, yet in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, or principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Again, the word of God constrains us in the midst of circumstances that are negative. We've gotten a bad report from the doctor. There are things that are going backwards in our relationships that should be moving forward. But then we have the promises of God that we can superimpose on those circumstances mixed with faith, and it produces fruit in our lives of perseverance. It produces fruit in our lives of faith. It produces the fruit of hope uh, and trust as we continue to believe God. I want to encourage you to not look at the word of God as just uh, a devotional thing that you do, but look at it as the power of God that constrains you and compels you into a future that God has intended for you before the foundation of the world. And even though circumstances of life may have conspired to, to, to pull you down uh, and to pull you back, the word of God is always about the future. It's always pulling us forward. God is always about the future. Faith is about the future. God is always pulling us forward. And when we meditate in his word day and night, and don't let this book of the law depart from us, then we will have the power, we will have that constraining influence of God's word that will keep us moving forward no matter what the circumstances of life have come to us. So how do we handle disappointments? Pray. Don't be anxious. Worship, meditating God's word, fellowship and surround yourself with people of vision and faith. Remember the 12 spies? There were 10 that came back that didn't have a lot of vision and a lot of faith. But there were two that did have vision and faith, and we remember their names, Joshua and Caleb. Amen. And so don't surround yourself with the, the naysayers and the people who are not going to feed your faith. Trust in the Lord. Do not allow fear. Uh, in the Psalms, David says, do not fret. It only leads to depression and harm. Don't sit around and fret about the circumstance. Be aware of your own emotions. Watch them and keep them in check. We all have emotions. They're there. This part of our makeup is part of who we are. But they don't have to dictate the power and the compelling and constraining influence of God's word in our lives. When setbacks occur, don't allow your faith and confidence to be shaken. Stand with the full armor of God 
uh, and you will be victorious in the battle because the Lord is with you. So let the word of God constrain you. Let the word of God compel you. Let the word of God pull you into the future and rule over your circumstance by the power of God's prevailing word and his prevailing presence in your life. Amen. God bless you. Be constrained by the power of the word of God. Amen. Any thoughts or comments? Or? I was thinking about Abraham against all hope. He believed. Yes. He became the father of many nations. Yes, he did. Just as it had been said, so shall your offspring, and without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was good as dead. <laughs> it says, yet he did not waver. Hallelujah. Unbelief regarding the promise of God, but he was strengthened in his faith and gave God the glory, being fully persuaded. That God had the power to do what he promised. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And that's the life of faith. It's, it's about the future. It's about pulling us forward. See, God has already gone before us to make crooked yeah. places straight, rough places smooth. So he's already out in front of us. Amen. And he's already laid the pathway. And then he has given us his prophetic word to give us an anchor to keep us steady when the storms, you know, when, when the disciples were on the sea, on the sea uh, and, and the wind came and it was kind of unsteady, it says Jesus went walking to them on the water and he got in the boat and he calmed the waters. See, Jesus will always come into the boat of our lives. He'll always come into the boat of our circumstances and he will steady the waters. He will steady the circumstance uh, so that we will be able to continue to go forward. Will the circumstance come back? You bet. There were other storms that came up on the sea. That wasn't the only storm. And so other storms will come, but Jesus will be there to steady those storms. But what his word does is it gives us the ability to keep looking because he's the author and perfecter of our faith. It gives us the ability to keep looking to the future instead of looking to our circumstance. When we look to Jesus, when we look to his word, then we have that constraining power and influence to preach the gospel, to live the gospel, to manifest the, the power of his word in our lives and not give up. Yes. Uh, will we cry sometimes? Yes. <laughs> will, will we have moments when uh, in our own physical person we may feel that we can't make it? Yes. But that, does, that is not the end of the matter. The end of the matter is... He started a good work in me. He'll complete it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So you're not just throwing words out, hoping that something happens, something sticks to the roof. But when you're speaking that word, you are literally telling your emotions, get in line with the word of God. Get in line with the prophetic word of God. Get in line with the future because you're not going back. You're not going to stay here very long. And so what this does is it puts a governor on our thinking and on our heart so that we will keep moving forward in the purposes of God. There's no quit, no reason to quit. There's no reason to give up. There's no reason to stop. And what circumstances do is they, they conspire to stop us in our tracks. Hallelujah. But when you stop in your tracks and you begin to pray, hallelujah, you get into the word of God. And then you have courage, you have strength, and you're, you're propelled. You're literally pulled forward by the power of God's word. Be constrained by the word of God. Be constrained by the spirit of God. Be constrained by the purposes of God that are all good, that he planned 
before the foundation of the world. And don't allow yourself to be pulled under by your circumstances. Peter, get your mind and get your eyes off of the waves and look at Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. And when we look to Jesus, we're looking to the word and we can't help but move forward and be successful in what God has called us to do, which is to live a life of faith in Jesus name. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you haven't already, subscribe today on your mobile device to get exclusive new content from Teen Challenge of Southern California. For more information, visit us on the web at teenchallenge.org.